0: Hi, I'm John Paul, and thank you for coming to my channel. Videos of all of the audios that are on this podcast are on my YouTube channel, uh, which is at John Paul Davis TTP So uh, do take a look at that. There's also a couple of additional videos which haven't made it on as audios to this podcast as well, which you might find helpful or interesting. Uh, if you do like the YouTube channel, please do uh, subscribe. That would be amazing. Also, in terms of this podcast, uh, it'd be great if you could follow it, and you'll, of course, then be notified of any future episodes also if you do like the podcast if you could give it a rating or review I'd be really grateful that would be wonderful and finally just to say if there's anything you want to discuss uh, following this podcast or anything you hear on any of the other podcasts as well then please do of course get in contact with me via my website www.thistrustedplace.co.uk there should be a link to that on this podcast page. Thanks again for coming to the channel and I really hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm John Paul and a really warm welcome back to my channel. Uh, What I'm going to talk about today, somebody's asked me to do a video on burnout. So I'm going to talk about what I believe burnout is and why we might experience it as human beings and then go on to talk about how we might move through it as well. Uh, Just before I do that, I wanted to just mention as far as some future uh, videos or podcasts that I'm doing, um, I'm going to do some conversations with people that I know and have met over the course of um, doing the media work and also my career in uh, mental health. So I'm going to be talking to some people about uh, the career change and what that's been like uh, from whatever careers into uh, become therapists, because I know that interests quite a lot of people here. And also some of the <clears throat> people that I'm talking to, they, they're not actually therapists, but they, I think, do really interesting things within the world of mental health and well-being, uh, whether that's, you know, journalists, journalists, podcasters, that kind of thing. So And some of them uh, do both. So they've done a career change and as well as their private practice. Uh, do various other things as well, which I think would be interesting for you, or I certainly find interesting anyway. So that's um, what I'm going to be recording after this. Of course, I will continue sometimes to do uh, these individual kind of one-to-one videos. So if you have any um, things you want me to do those on, then just let me know. Okay, so as far as burnout, what is it? Uh, to me, I think burnout is a situation where for there's been too much for too long effectively. So some a person has been experiencing too many things that are dysregulating, and by that I mean things that sort of anger them, stress them out, uh, worry them. Uh, too many things that have been dysregulating and not enough things that have been regulating for them. So generally those things that bring us kind of relaxation, reward, and I will come on to the re- reward type things, to sort of short-term reward and the problems that can come with that actually. But uh, primarily, as I say, there's been too much uh, dysregulation uh, of the person for too long and not enough things that, that they love and that make them feel good, uh, whether that's as far as kind of how they think, what they do behaviourally, what things are like in relationship with other people what they're doing at work I mean burnout is often used in the context of course of work burnout from uh, work in high pressured environments actually when somebody is experiencing burnout it will be in life generally and uh, it's, it's always understandable why we look to work uh, as to the reason for it often because most people spend most of their time at work so it's a very uh, important factor often in burnout for someone but uh, as well as that and I'll come on to it you know you kind of need to look life-wide I think as well if you're in a kind of burnout situation or to avoid burnout or to move through it if that's what you're experiencing. So I think for too long there's been sort of too much dysregulation as I say not enough regulation and what that does for human beings is to put us out of balance effectively Uh, therefore you know we're either overly aroused often and I've talked about this in other videos or under aroused Uh, when I say over aroused I mean stressed annoyed frustrated irritated angry frightened Uh, so they've been in either in that state or and if we're in that place for too long human beings out of balance in that place for too long we often our systems will collapse uh, and then we become hopeless helpless despairing you know we're not meant to have that place of fear and anger on for anything other than a momentary situation Of course, people are in these work environments where they're constantly stressed constantly under high pressure and at some point the system gives out as well so they go into this place of hopeless and helpless and as i've probably said in other videos those two places fear, anger, hopeless, helpless, look and and feel very different. One of them is the place of heart, sort of over arousal and the other one is the place of just feeling flat and having gone under. But I think they're a result of the same thing, which is too much for too long too much dysregulation for too long and actually too little for too long too little of things that are regulating the reward the relaxation uh, for too long as I say whether that's in the context of what's happening at work or what's and or what's happening uh, outside work as well as far as behaviors as far as relationships etc so people are pushed out of balance in that way what happens then uh, they would describe I think from a feeling point of view often feeling irritated, annoyed, frustrated or feeling hopeless, despairing. Uh, They therefore get to a situation where they're certainly not enjoying their jobs and perhaps uh, get to a point where they can't, they'd feel like they can't do it anymore. Uh, Of course a lot of our energy to do things our physical energy is actually emotional energy uh and we want to be the emotional energy that motivates us to be sort of passion and love and joy and excitement and those things but um Uh, If people lack, if there's the hopelessness, helplessness, they're lacking the emotional energy to do physical things. People get unable to actually physically do the jobs that they're doing. Uh, Of course, um, being in this place either of overly arousal or under arousal uh, interrupts sleep patterns, which makes things worse often, uh, interrupts diet or changes dietary patterns. People get more physically ill because stress and things adversely affect the immune system as well. So you can see that if there is a place of burnout reached, Uh, and and somebody's experiencing that, it's going to affect all areas of their life and, of course, have a knock-on effect on their relationships, uh, whether that's at work or in their personal life as well. And the more irritable they get in relationships, the more disconnected they feel in relationships, including romantic family, uh, the more isolated they get, the more anxious they get, the more angry they get, and uh, it becomes a vicious circle. Uh, So what I'm going to talk about obviously is um, ways to certainly avoid it or if you are experiencing it Uh, how to move through it to what a way which human beings understandably will often uh, use to try and change our state if we're angry a lot or fearful or stressed a lot or if we are um, have gone under and feeling despairing and that things are hopeless we'll often bring in uh, behaviors and substances to do that which at least in the short term will change our state and it's understandable that we do that sort of bring us back into balance as I say Um, you know if we're feeling Overly aroused and frightened, a lot people might go to alcohol to calm them down. If people are under aroused, feeling hopeless, they might go for a particular drug, maybe some a stimulant like cocaine to to bring up their aliveness. But there are all sorts of, of course, other uh, behaviours and substances. Uh, you know, coffee, nicotine, exercise, sex, uh, gambling pursuit of money, uh, one relationship after another, all these ways, all these behaviors, substances that alter people's state and at least short-term attempts to bring us back into this place of balance. But the trouble with them is, of course, they can have, well, short-term adverse consequences, but certainly often medium to long-term adverse consequences in people's lives. Uh, So what we want to do is to be able to achieve that state of balance, equilibrium uh, in ways that are sustainable uh, for us and ways that are not going to do us any harm in the medium to long term, I understand its life as are as is anger as is fear, as is sometimes feeling hopeless, helpless, and going for short term reward to change our state that's life that's what human beings do Uh, i just we don't really want it to be what characterizes life though because if that is what characterizes life it if if that's the dominant uh, place that we're in then it is a place really of being out of balance a lot and it will be a situation that might uh, lead to burnout um, for human beings so uh, how do we avoid it or move through it Um, as is often the case in these situations, I would look at things in terms of uh, the way our thoughts, our feelings, and body, our behaviours and our relationships with others will contribute uh, to it. Or otherwise, whether they contribute to us getting dysregulated or whether those things contribute to us being regulated. Um, I mean, just taking some examples, uh, going through those things, if you look at thoughts, we know that anxious thoughts, I've talked about it in other videos, are very much, you know, if there's the place of catastrophizing things, personalizing things that aren't personal, uh, making things pervasive, always, never, in a way that's very distressing, you know, the quality of anxious thoughts, actually also the quality of angry thoughts, rehearsing arguments, uh, all those things are dysregulating for human beings. And, um, and if they're a consistent way of being, if, they're, if that's how we think, a lot of the time we're much more likely uh, to burn out. I mean, I've done a video before which you can watch on imposter syndrome, uh, which is, again, in the context of work, something people will often experience. Lots of people who experience burnout will be thinking in the ways that I describe in that video as far as imposter syndrome. Uh, so to have imposter syndrome, for example, will absolutely contribute to Uh, burnout potentially uh, because uh, it is dysregulating it is not regulating to think uh, in that way Uh, and i do in that video as well uh, give uh, lots of examples or some examples as to how to uh, shift that state and to regulate ourselves and to really ground our worth and value so that we don't feel like imposters at work and that as I say we have a grounded sense of our worth and our value and our competences and our talents and if we carry that around with us and have internalized that and really internalize our success we are as far as our thoughts you know much less likely uh, to burn out and if we have burnt out, uh, going through a process of really grounding that however we do it, whether that's through therapy, to turn down dysregulation and turn up that place of uh, regulation. So that's just some ideas on thoughts. Um, I mean, as with all of these, my book, Finding a Balanced Connection, and also the course uh, that is available on my website, uh, Life Unlimited, they all go into much more detail uh, with various different exercises uh, to do do these things, actually, to to make sure that we're less Regulated and more regulated in life. I mean, you could frame it in all sorts of ways, what I describe in the book, but that's one of those ways. So, in terms of burnout, uh, the, the things described in my book and also on the course. Uh, will, I think, help to avoid it and also help uh, if you're experiencing it to move through it as well. So thoughts, uh, feelings and the body, as I've explained in other videos, I think there's a very significant overlap between the two of them. Uh, What often happens, and again, I've described it in various videos, particularly the one about why I changed career personally, uh, from law to mental health, I, I talk a bit about the sort of disconnection between uh, the mind and the body and and an emotion experience and a felt experience there. I mean, that was just my own personal experience. But I can see with a number of the people that I speak to, it's very common for human beings to have disconnected their heads from their bodies and their emotions. So there's, as I say, a real overlap between emotions and feelings and the body here, Uh, but very much to get through childhood, probably to get through school and difficult experiences, We get used to often separating our heads from our bodies so it the signals that we would get from our bodies from our emotions growing up perhaps at school perhaps in our home environment both uh, might tell us to get out might say they might be about uh, fear and hurt and anger uh, and therefore tell us to remove ourselves from the situation which really certainly is very young Uh, people is not possible because we wouldn't survive and then going through school uh, there's so much pressure to stay in the environment uh, that again we often human beings are having to disconnect our heads from our bodies not take the messages of our body and just be led by what we should do what we ought to do what other people tell us we need to do other people give us those values and the things that are important to us and all of that means that we get very led by up here and often this connection between the head and the body gets lost between the head and our emotions gets lost i say the overlap between emotions and the body because emotions are felt in the body if i ask people where they feel love generally people will tell me in the body where they feel it same with anger same with fear uh, grief those sorts of things so very understandable that human beings disconnect, but certainly what that can lead to because we don't really know what we're feeling from one moment to the next, or disregard it and go on despite it because that's what we're used to. You can see how that's really gonna set up a situation of burnout because perhaps we don't even know we're dysregulated. Perhaps we don't know what regulates us, what we get a reward from, what relaxes us, uh, what, what we enjoy. We're led all the time by this, what we should do, what we ought to do and again i'm not in any way diminishing and i have said that in other videos as well the power of thoughts and the brain and the cognitive function we need just need them to be working together we need our thoughts to be working with our body and what we feel not uh, in conflict or this dominating at the expense of our felt experience of things so um, i'll say a bit more about uh, feelings in a minute and emotions when i'm talking about boundaries as well which are very important for avoiding burnout of course Um, And then just talking about behaviours, you know, behaviours will either dysregulate us or regulate us. Everything we see, hear, touch, taste, smell, every time we're around people, every activity that we do uh, is going to be doing one or the other. It's releasing a chemical, something that's either going to make us feel good, generally, perhaps somewhat neutral, or is going to be uh, making us feel stressed or anxious or excited. Uh, so being really conscious all the time about the behaviours that we're engaging in and the impact, again, that they're having on us having on our bodies having on our emotions and of course having on our thoughts uh behaviorally watch media and social media i would say you know for some people so social media is this amazing way to connect with other people incredibly regulating they would never have met Uh, not that they necessarily have met them, but been in contact with the people that they have there uh, in any other way. And that can, you know, change people's lives in a very positive way. There are plenty of other people who find social media, the sort of comparisons that it encourages. They worry, uh, they find things that anger them consistently. uh, And, you know, that's part of life, isn't it? There are things out there that worry us and there are things out there that anger us to have a safety part of us. Uh, which is picking up on things to be frightened of, which is getting angry about things is is life is part of human it can be very val- it 's very valuable to have a safety part that 's alert to that and looking out we just don 't want it i don 't think to be something that 's consistently dominant in our lives uh, and getting consistently dysregulated so look at the effect that social media is having of course, you can you know control what 's coming in on social media, control the inputs that are coming in what you 're seeing and hearing again the media. Very, very importantly, then most of the news, as we all know, is bad news. A lot of people are therefore switching off. That's, you know, coming through a lot in studies now. They're watching it a lot less because people are very conscious of it. Uh, So not, not that I would be telling you, of course, what you should be looking at and what you shouldn't because your nervous system, your sensitivity, is going to be different to mine. It, only you know uh, the effect that something is having on you in in your body, whether that's media, social media, a walk, uh, whatever it is. Uh, so, so look at your uh, behaviours, as I say, everything you see, hear, touch, taste, smell, you know, generally physical exercise as far as behaviours, and if you look at the body as well, is regulating for people. Uh, and and rather than being dysregulating nature again is most most often for human beings is going to be regulating rather than disregulating creative pursuits. Uh, I've mentioned that in various videos, is going to most often be regulating for people, Uh, but, and I will go on to talk about this a bit more in boundaries as well, it's going to be different for all human beings, isn't it? Some people love nature more than other people, some people are more regulated by creative pursuits than others, as similar as we all are, we're also all different, so Uh, We need to be really be paying attention to our internal experience of things when we're going through life, when we're relating to people, uh, when we're doing things. And I think if we do that, that's we're going to know when we're reaching a point uh, where we're getting ha- having all these dysregulating uh, feelings and thoughts, and um, and not enough of the sort of reward and relaxation stuff in our lives. Uh, then, which is a behaviour, uh, the other the people we're around very importantly are the people that you're around dysregulating you. Is there a lot of anger, a lot of fear? Uh, you know, hopeless, helpless. Uh, around me talking of course it is a part of life that all human beings experience those things so uh, that's going to be part of every relationship and within every relationship and it's very important that everybody is able to bring the full range of their experience into relationship with other people Uh, but if on an ongoing basis it's the dominant part of uh, you, Your interrelationships rela- into with other people. So, if you're always getting angry with other people, who are always getting angry about whatever is happening in the world, you're always feeling fearful uh, uh, along with other people. I think it's your choice of course different levels of sensitivity and tolerance again with human beings but you can see that's going to lead to being in relationship getting probably dysregulated by relationship more often than not rather than uh, being regulated by it so again, it's just always paying attention to those things and just drawing a few uh, points out from that as i say lots more examples of body behavior uh, comments about you know relationships with others in my book but just drawing a few um, other points out here in order to know what you feel in order to know what your thoughts are like uh, so as to avoid burnout and certainly as I say if you're in a situation of burnout how to move through it we really need to have that observing part of self that's uh, looking inside noticing what's happening You really need to have that part very well developed and getting a lot of energy. And it often does not uh, get a lot of energy throughout people's life. Often what happens as we're growing up is we're told to listen to other people and what's going on around us and often to please other people that's the thing that's necessary for our survival and often our success so that ability, uh, that part of our brain being that looks inside and looks at what we're feeling and makes that important and and, uh, will change our behaviour potentially uh, based on it that often doesn't get the energy for people Uh, so that, again, that observing part not observing what's happening out here necessarily that's often very much there for most people, even a hypervigilance to what's going on around them and other people's wants and needs. But what we really need, I mean, that's helpful. But what we really need as well is um, that capacity to look inwards, to notice what we're thinking at any point in time. So we can say, oh, I can see that that, I'm rehearsing an argument there. Do I really need to do that? Can I choose to think about something that's perhaps more creative or imagining something I want from the future or bringing forward a fond memory that's going to make me feel good? Um, So, Yes, that observing part really needs to have more energy, I think, for doing all this, as I say, to notice what we think, to notice what we're feeling, what's happening in our bodies, to be noticing whilst we're listening to somebody else and they're talking to us, the effect that they're having on us. And I think if we do that, that observing part's there, and then we make choices and decisions internally based on the information that's coming from that part, we will, over time, I think, avoid a burnout situation. And if we, as I say, are in that situation, Uh, really start to move through it if we do that to uh, grow that observing part certainly therapy is something I think that's one of the things that it does one of the important things that it does or can do Um, but mindfulness meditation all those things that are turning attention inwards body scans uh, noticing what you see here touch taste you know turning attention to the body uh, the sort of in the moment internal experience anything that's doing that even podcasts which are Uh, you know looking at self-awareness and us examining and reflecting on what we're doing and what's happening in life i think can be very valuable there as well so that's developing the observing part of self the other thing i wanted to say of course in order to uh, to put in the kind of self-care that we need in order to avoid burnout and move through burnout uh, we need the observing part we also are going to need to put in boundaries very important, talked about a lot at the moment. There is a video uh, that's one of the videos from my course that i put on for free on this YouTube channel and also therefore the podcast, which talks all about boundaries. You know, examples of them, uh, how to put them in and also talks because the other important thing there is of course communication some boundaries are about what we want to do internally what's okay for us internally a lot of them will be about uh, relationships with others and how we put boundaries in with others and where we put them and that requires often communication often what people have learned to do is try and put in boundaries with their behavior rather than explicitly communicating something only because it wasn't possible to explicitly communicate it and it wasn't modeled uh, as they they were growing up. Boundaries are very important for burnout, for avoiding burnout, saying no to things that would be uh, therefore avoiding things that are dysregulating but also making sure that we're saying yes and trying to move forward towards things which we love and enjoy doing. Uh, So uh, boundaries are important, communication is very important and that video about boundaries also talks about communication and gives some advice on that too Uh, because often a lot of the time you know if we're going into corporate environments high stress environments what we might do is expect our external environment to put the boundaries in for us certainly as we're growing up we're very used to that it's other people that tell us where the boundaries should be what we should do what we shouldn't do we have these brains that are absolutely programmed to be imprinted on as we grow up by others we're very much programmed to be outward in for other people to tell us what our values are what our boundaries are and, and they may be very similar, you know, to who we are. They may be congruent. The things that are coming in from outside with who we are, or they may not in important ways. Uh, so relying on other people generally in life to tell us what boundaries are is could lead us to problems. Certainly if you're looking in a work environment to expect other people to be deciding what's good for you or not, I don't mean this in any critical way, uh, could lead us into problems and could lead us into burnout even with the best intentions with other people, they may be very similar to you personality-wise. The thing is, they are not you. Uh, Other people are not us. So, of course, there are similarities between human beings, but what somebody loves, what relaxes some person, what gives them enjoyment can be very different to what relaxes and gives another person enjoyment. So uh, I don't think we want to, within a work environment, Uh, For example, but probably also in life generally, be giving over the power to whether that's HR or a boss or whoever to decide where our our boundaries should be. I think the primary thing there is we're we're taking we're taking the messages from ourselves, from our brains, from our bodies, from our feelings, and then to the extent necessary, uh, once we've thought about it, communicating that and putting uh, boundaries in. As I say, whether that's you know what days we'll work in the office, how long we'll work, and nobody's expecting corporate environments to uh, constellate around my my emotions Uh, and there will of course be be some degree of compromise often Uh, the thing is if we haven't communicated something if we don't even know what's regulating or dysregulating us it is going to be very difficult for a a company uh, to take care of us and again I'm not taking away responsibility from corporate environments there if we communicate that we're struggling and in distress I think it's their responsibility to uh, help us with that and to to collaborate to move through it and certainly not to set up toxic work environments and highly stressful highly pressured work environments which are likely to dysregulate and cause all, all human beings uh, problems, But I do think the, the primary way that we know where our boundaries should be set, uh, the primary way that we know what we want to go towards and do more of and what to come away from and do less of has to be the, what comes from us internally. Uh, as I've explained uh, on the video in Banter, actually, we all have different windows of tolerances. We all have different levels of sensitivity to whatever's happening in life. And those change as well through life. If you're looking at menopause, bereavement, Uh, When people have uh, babies, all those things will change uh, their degree of sensitivity and tolerance, how much they can cope, how much stress uh, they can tolerate, what they can put on their plate, their ability, for example, having a new baby, someone's ability to regulate themselves and to take opportunities to have reward and relaxation, that changes significantly. So, I mean, I've made the point quite a lot, but it's going back to the fact that uh, we need this observing part. We need to really be noticing if you want to avoid burnout and, as I say, to avoid um, not go through it again in the future and and heal from it as well, is to be really uh, tuned in to our internal experience. And the more tuned in we are to our internal experience, uh, the louder those messages get. And I think the more in alignment we get our thoughts, work with our feelings, work with our body, work with our behaviors, work with our relationships with other people. Okay, so um, I hope that's been helpful. If it has been helpful, please do give the video a like um, as ever do please subscribe if you haven't already. If you have any comments on it as ever, uh, please do put them below the video. That would be great. Or as some people do, uh, send me an email and I can reply to emails as well. Uh, Thank you for watching. I hope it's been helpful and I'll see you again soon.